Welcome to Urban Plant Health Network's podcast series, The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. Citrus trees are a staple in any edible garden. Oranges, lemons, limes, kumquats, even grapefruit can be grown successfully in cooler climates if you know which varieties to choose and how to care for them. It's equally important to know what pests and diseases can look like in your citrus and how then to manage them. To find out how to do so, we're joined in the Urban Plant Health Network studio by Jeff Milne, National Citrus Surveillance Coordinator at Citrus Australia. Jeff, thanks for your time. That's okay, Drew. Jeff, when people think of citrus, perhaps the first place they don't think of is Melbourne, but you can grow citrus trees there. What can you grow? You could grow any sort of citrus, but you're probably better off to talk to your nurseryman about what's best for your particular soil type and environment. And, you know, if you find a nice warm site, depending on what you're growing. But, yeah, anything could grow. I know lemons are particularly popular. So it comes down to really what? Aspect, sun exposure and soil? Yeah, yeah, sun exposure and soil and make sure you look after them. When you say make sure you look after them, water's the first thing. Citrus like a lot of water, but Melbourne's fairly good on that front, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, but then the soils are a bit heavier and you've got to be careful you don't get um, soil-borne pathogens, photophora and stuff like that if you're in heavy soil. Citrus tend to grow better on sandy and lighter soils, but you can get different rootstocks depending on your soil type. Okay, so water application, don't overwater <coughs> it, but what else should you be doing to look after those citrus trees? To start with, I consider citrus tree to be like a pet. You need a plan for them. They need regular care. They'll grow a lot bigger and they may, may get sick. Um, you know, it's not just as simple as grabbing a seed out of the lemon you got from the supermarket last week and planting it. Um, commercial citrus trees are all grown on rootstocks and the rootstocks depends on uh, what soil you're planting in, resistant to disease, what size tree you want to grow. And then once you've got the right rootstock... You graft a, bud, a cyan bud of the citrus variety you want and um, then grow that out. It's probably two years since the nurserymen started until you get a tree in your nursery ready to take home. And then what else for your plan then, Jeff? Well, work out where you're going to put it, remembering, as I said, it's, it's going to grow up. Um, probably better to protect it from cold southwest winds, make sure it's not in a cold, shady corner of the garden, all, all those sort of things. But yeah, even in Melbourne, you should be able to grow most citrus. Is there a particularly best time to fertilise a citrus tree if I've got one, Jeff? Probably little and often's best, Drew. Particularly in Melbourne, you've got to be a bit careful with lemons and citrus gall wasp. You don't want to give them a big hit of nitrogen in early spring, which will then um, create a lot of growth flush, which is particularly attractive to the gall wasp. So little and often, and that's the way industry does it now with drip irrigation, just keep them ticking along with enough food all the way through the season. Now, you mentioned there the dreaded gall wasp. I've got a lime tree in my backyard and I'm constantly hacking bits off of it. I've recently tried this season uh, kale and clay, I think it's called, spraying it on. I'm hoping I haven't killed the thing in the process, but but any good tips for dealing with the dreaded gall wasp? And first of all, what is it even for those that don't know it? Gall wasp, a little little native wasp from northern New South Wales and Queensland, and what happens? It it lays its eggs in the um, in the young branches, and the eggs hatch and the larvae, the grubs, feed inside the branch. The tree, in response, develops a gall. 
and then the um, grubs come out in spring, turn into moths and start the whole thing all over again. It's very problematic to look after them in your backyard because no matter how hard you try, if next door doesn't, the wasps will just jump the fence. Um, chemical control is difficult. That kale and clay you spoke about, that puts a um, sort of shield over the leaf and makes it less attractive to the wasps to lay. But the other thing is try not to create any real big growth flushes with too much fertiliser and where possible cut the galls out around about June or even earlier if you see them before then. Put them in a black plastic bag in the sun and um, that'll cook the wasps over a month or so. Wow, so you've got to be that forensic in terms of actually getting rid of those lumps, they're woody lumps, but you call them galls. Don't just cut them out. You're saying kill them in a black plastic bag. I didn't know that. Yeah, don't just throw them in your compost because if it stays moist and um, the grubs can still develop, there might be enough sap left in your plant to let them complete their life cycle and fly out of your compost bin. There's a few other things. The ABC Garden Show a few weeks ago had... You peel the galls with a potato peeler, which exposes the grubs and they dry out. But peeling citrus trees with a potato peeler looks like a recipe for losing a finger or two to me. Uh, Yeah, it strikes me as fairly hard work as well. And, And in terms of that kale and clay, the thing that I was concerned about when I sprayed it was whether I was suffocating the tree as well, because it layers everything with essentially a milky white surface yeah it's it's pretty interesting it it doesn't interfere with transpiration in fact it was first used to reduce transpiration reduce water loss and protect the leaves from sunburn so it's yeah it's really just sunscreen and ticks along underneath as per normal are there any other pests and diseases that we should be looking out for in particular regarding citrus trees at the moment jeff or throughout the year really well, Australia's pretty lucky that we don't have many of the devastating citrus diseases that are around the world, such as Huanglong Bing or citrus greening and its psyllid vectors, citrus canker that we've recently had an outbreak in the Northern Territory and Western Australia that's almost under control. There's dilella or citrus variegated chlorosis. So we've got a lot of diseases that aren't here and some of them are quite devastating. Um, Unfortunately, border security is regularly confiscating citrus material. Often they'll find these diseases, you know, it's been hidden in bike tubes, hidden in back pockets, all sorts of things. There's some pretty good information around on websites rather than try and describe them. If you go to the Extension Oz Urban Plant Health Network, there's some good information there. And if there's something you're really unsure about, we've got an exotic plant pest hotline 1-800-084-881 if you say something that really looks out of whack. So really, Jeff, in summary, we're pretty lucky in Australia when it comes to growing citrus. It's really down to don't overfeed them, watch out for a gall wasp and make sure you've chosen the right rootstock for the right soil. Yeah, that's right. And make sure your citrus trees from a reputable nursery um, and don't go back home to wherever your grandparents might have come from and bring home a, a slice of the tree that um, that they grew up with as a present for them because you could be bringing one of these very devastating citrus diseases into the country. Jeff, you said there, make sure you go to a reputable nursery. What do people need to be considering then in that regard? Well, it's, it's making sure that you get the healthiest planting material and that it's true to type, that that you don't go looking for a mandarin and finish up with a grapefruit, you know, that the nursery's got the steps in place and you can be sure of what you get, you know. You won't be sold a pup, so to speak. So, Melbourneites, fear not. 
go out and get yourself a citrus tree, just get the right advice to get the right tree in the right part of your garden. Yeah, and ask, ask a couple of questions. Don't just grab the first one. Have a look, make sure that it looks healthy, that there's no bugs on it, nothing's been chewing the leaves. Yeah, just treat it like you're buying a car or something. Think about it. Fantastic advice there for actually growing the right citrus tree in your urban backyard in Melbourne or any of the regional areas across Victoria. Jeff Milne, National Citrus Surveillance Coordinator at Citrus Australia, thank you ever so much for joining me in the Urban Plant Health Network studio today. My pleasure, Drew. All the best. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. This podcast was developed for the Urban Plant Health Network.